Welcome back to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. It's Bob. I have a confession to make. I have a guilty pleasure that actually makes me feel guilty even when nobody's watching. I'm a closet carnivore. I love meat and I hate myself for eating animals. It's a paradox that Nick and I discuss in today's episode. I don't know that my podcast partner can actually help me resolve this dilemma in my life, but I know it'll shine some light and give me something to laugh about along the way. Check it out. I don't like the thought of anything with teeth inside me. I mean, that's I think that's why babies are born with just gums. I mean, you eat meat, don't you? It doesn't have... I'm not having the teeth inside me, though. But that did have it teeth. It did have teeth. Yes, yeah. it did. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mm. do. I do like meat. This is It's a dilemma for me, to be honest with you. Because... I love animals. I love animals. I love cows and pigs. Like I think they're awesome. But I I've had such a habit throughout my life of eating animals mm-hmm. that it's it's the most difficult one to break for me. So what do you think would cause you if you were to be a vegetarian or a pescatarian or whatever change from like no red meat, no ham, no what are the other ones? You make poultry. Me, you make me sad just saying that. What what do you think is the bigger, like, what could be the impetus size? that would make me... Yeah, the, the the which one? So is it the moral issue, ethical dilemma, or is it health? Oh, it would be the moral issue that moves me more than the health issue because I would just limit what I eat if it was a health issue. Is so much. Uh, yeah, I bought bacon today. Okay, that shows you how much I care about my health issue. Uh, you know, uh, according to cardiologists, you should have one piece of bacon every six years. That's the limit. <laughs> It's the only <laughs> amount of bacon you should have. I'm in trouble. Then. Yeah. That's, my sister Joni made breakfast um, the day before yesterday, and that's all she made was bacon, maple bacon. Yeah. She gets this very thick slab bacon, and then she cooks it up perfectly, and then just before it's done, she dumps a bunch of maple syrup on it and bathes it in it and pulls it out when it's still caramelizing, and it's just the most delightful thing ever. It's and, dessert. It's kind of yeah, it's fantastic though because it's salt and sweet and it's yeah. But but is, did they cardiologists really say that one slice every six years? Oh, it's a, it's a, no, it's not quite that. It's like two pieces a year though. Yeah, it's, it's like not, a very yeah. small amount because it's, it's all the nitrates that are in it. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so much stuff in there that's terrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll eat less maybe. Yeah. So just become a vegetarian except for bacon. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd have to go that way because yeah. that was the meat that brought me back when I went vegetarian. I had to have some bacon. And it, it was I, so. How long did you last? Uh, three years. Oh, okay. Years, three years. Not too bad. Years. It was at the end of my college, the beginning of my career. I was, and then I was just eating a little bit of chicken, but you know, uh, and then I just kind of went back full tilt. What was the uh, motivation? It was moral. It was. Yeah. It was. I don't want to eat animals anymore. And it's funny because my friend Bob Allen, who is an, an ordained Buddhist. Uh, priest i don't think he's a monk he's a priest um he said he became vegan because he just didn't want to hurt animals anymore and that's a statement that runs through my head a lot actually when i'm considering this this conversation bob is a is a great guy i mean he's a really good human and smart are you just and saying that because his name is also bob uh, so you know something like we're in a we're in a triad of bobs actually it's bob kovacevich bob allen and bob codges we're the bobs it's strange as it is, but Bob Allen's one of my favorite people just because he's, he's kind and he's thoughtful and he's an amazing storyteller and he's a fantastic improviser even though he's never taken an improv class in his life. He just goes with you and rolls with you. He's an 
old school, long-term Disney Imagineer. His dad opened the park. His dad was like Roy and Di Roy and Walt Disney's right-hand man uh, opening this park here, and he's really well-known. So, and his name was Bob Allen as well. So it's kind of a you know cool family. But my point with that is him saying, I just don't want to hurt animals anymore. That, that struck a chord in me that, that now I continue to consider as I consume meat. And, you know, and I know that I'm not the one who puts the knife to the animal, but someone has for my benefit. And, you know, so I carry that all the Do you have any any thoughts? Any qualms about yeah. it? Um, I To an extent, yeah. But nothing that's made me, like, really want to or track down, like, enough information. Not information, but enough recipes. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I could have stuff that I could still eat and yeah. still be okay with like I don't know that I could go full vegan right yeah I don't know if I could go without milk or a milk you know some and milk substitutes and stuff yeah I'm okay with but yeah. for the most part I need milk and cereal I've tried every other type of milk substitute and cereal and nothing yeah. works for me I, I like I like oat milk actually and I also like uh, soy milk and but but with a little I love vanilla. oat milk and coffee and I'm good with that but yeah yeah there's just some things that I can't replace I made my sister a, a uh, white Russian with soy milk uh this weekend which was the first time i had done that and she said it was delicious she liked oh, nice. it so yeah but i I had to give up milk because i'm lactose intolerant i just i don't like to be intolerant in any way but if i have to be lactose is the one i mean it's never been a good thing from what i can I, find i don't think we were meant to consume the milk of another animal quite frankly i think that's that's going against some law of some kind now mind you i did it my whole life and i'm using the milk from those animals and the cheese that i'm eating right and stuff but uh, it does. I mean, can you see that? Name another animal that that lives off of the milk of another animal. Well, I think that the bigger thing, and I can't remember what it's called, but when you're in a position where you have to use everything you can to survive, yeah, okay, that this is where a lot of our food and habits of food came from. Yeah, okay, right? Like we wouldn't how the heck did somebody figure out that a potato was edible right 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 because it, it does like not it, look right? good it looks like underground rock garbage yeah right and so there's you know you have this opportunity not opportunity but you have this need yeah to go out and find food and figure out what's edible that and makes so, that makes sense so we know mushrooms some mushrooms are poisonous and some are not because right. we were hungry surprise <laughs> and that's how you find yep <laughs> let dad eat it and then watch him yeah so you go okay yeah yeah okay great hey it's nick thanks for listening when i cook for myself i find i use very little meat or meat substitutes for that matter the extra effort it takes isn't always worth it to me. The cleanup, the washing hands and making sure that the meat matter doesn't get everywhere or on anything. So I'm not sure if that comes from a place of eating more healthy, the morals of not eating an animal, or just laziness and potentially being a really super clean person. I feel like any of those works though. Thanks for listening.